0: Come on,
1: Miggins. Miggins just chased off a dog about four times the size. She's a, come on. Stop pretending. (laughs) She's a strong woman. I respect her. She is, she
0: is.
1: (laughs) This week on Walking the Dog, I went out with one of my favorite actors in the world, Leslie Sharp, and her beautiful border terrier, Mrs. Miggins. I've been a huge fan of Leslie's work for years. I loved her in The Full Monty, in Clocking Off, in Mike Lee's films, and more recently, I was really gripped by her performance in the drama about the Rochdale abuse case, Three Girls. Leslie's also a hugely respected theater actor. This woman picks up five-star reviews like I pick up dog poo. That's code for a lot, by the way. And we did our walk very early in the morning before she went off to rehearse for her new Royal Court Play. The End of History, which is written by the absolutely brilliant Jack Thorne. Leslie is just beyond lovely. We met at her home in South East London, which was so cosy and welcoming. She's just incredibly open and honest. She talked about what it felt like to be adopted and meeting her birth mother, her bold decision to come to London at 18 to become an actor and the reality of juggling motherhood with theatre work. I had such a lovely morning with Leslie, and I really hope you enjoy our chat. I'm off to book tickets now to see her and David Morrissey and Jack Thorne's The End of History at the Royal Court. And if you want to do the same, go to royalcourttheatre.com. It runs from the 27th of June. And if you see a woman standing at the stage door shouting, Leslie, will you be my friend? That'll be me. I'm playing it pretty cool. I'll stop talking now and hand over to the wonderful woman herself. Here's Leslie. Come, Come on, on, Mrs. Miggins. Leslie, I have to say this is the best-named dog I think I've ever met in my life, Mrs. Miggins. Really? Well, where does Mrs. Miggins come from? Well, the
0: name was in um, Blackadder and... Uh, she ran <laughs> the pie shop. So it, th- that's kind of where, where it, I think, entered, uh, entered my consciousness as a, as a name for the dog. But we just... Um, a month ago, um, our oldest, our our older dog Mm. um, died. Um, She was nearly 16. And um, she was, uh, she was Sweep. Her name was Sweep and she was Sweepy Girl. And so she was Sweepy Girl, so we had Mrs Miggins. So we had a Mrs and we had a girl. you know,
1: oh, I'm really sorry. That, I I, God God, was was that was that. That must have been really
0: tough. Oh God, it was horrible. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was really, it was really awful. Um, I mean, the thing is that she is that, you know, it was totally expected because she was nearly 16. She was sort of like coming down now, as we're going, as we're walking to the rye now. Yeah. She would be in. Um, you know, I got one of those little dog prams from Amazon because um, she found walking on the pavements really tough. She was all right on grass and things, but, it, you know, and she got tired. And and although she was quite sort of bony at, yeah. uh, by the end of her life, she was quite heavy to carry home if she gave up the ghost. Yeah. So I got this little trolley for her. It's so like
1: having a drunk boyfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but she was like a queen in this chariot being pushed down the road to...
1: And How I almost feel eye? like I want to have said to all these people on your behalf, I'm not one of those... Yes, I know. Sort of... It, I know. With, those, I'm not going to say women, because yes. that's offensive, that stereotype, but I'm not one of those human beings... Yes. ...who ha- takes my dog around in a pram yes. because I've got too much time yes. and money. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, sweet, um, while well, we're doing this... Podcast in memory of, of Sweepy Girl. I'm Sweepy
0: Girl. Yeah. So it was absolutely awful, Emily, because although you know she was very old and she she you know it was it was difficult to um, get her to eat, and she was on all this medication for a heart problem and all, all this sort of stuff. So it was expected that you know she was coming to the end of her life. Yeah. But nonetheless, when it happened, um, I uh, I was shocked at uh, how um, physical the pain was. Really? Uh, yeah, and um, and also um, I was I was also quite shocked at the uh, unreasonable um, the unreasonable voice that kept saying to me, "There's been a mistake. Yeah. There's been a mistake," yeah. and actually, I just need I need her back. So I just, uh, if someone could just get that to happen, yeah. I just need, yeah. I just need, and... Uh, and um,
1: it's part and of the... the family. Yes. Yeah, it's a family member. Yes,
0: and, uh, and, and then there's another part of you that's going, oh, goodness, you know, terrible things are happening in the world and this is a dog, and an old dog. It wasn't, it wasn't unreasonable that, you know, she reached the end of
1: her life. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, but I always think... the nature of grief. It is, and I always think... I've lost people, and, you know, a friend said to me, when I lost, sort of, you know, my my, my family, basically, and, and a friend said, I oh, was talking about a dog dying, and then said, oh, apologised immediately. Yes. And I said, you know what? Grief is grief. Loss is loss. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is, yes. you know? It's, a, it's just, that's how you feel, you know? Yeah, and, I, and, uh, uh, and um,
0: also, you know, I think Megan's is... Uh, Felt it quite yes. sorely because she she's all her life she's had uh, sweep around, and sweep was always a little. Miggins was always a
1: little bit keener on sweep than sweep was on her. It's funny. Thanks to <laughs> who I work with, he has the concept. He is says this: there's always the adored and the adorer yes, in a the relationship, and are. he said that dynamic shifts sometimes. Yes. I said, which one are you? He said, well, which one do you think? Of course I'm the adorer. <laughs> so that's how it should be. I think the man should adore the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but we should... Leslie, I feel I've plunged straight into a conversation with you because you've got that very sort of warm vibe and I can't explain it, but I just liked you on site. Oh, that's nice. And I thought, oh, I like her, she's going be my friend. So <laughs> I went straight it. into a full-on chat... And I didn't even introduce you. Um, I should say, I'm with the the very wonderful Leslie Sharp, who I'm a massive fan of, and she's invited us round to her place. Can we say whereabouts it is, roughly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, um, We're in Peckham. We're in Peckham, and we've got... You've heard the story, obviously, of poor old Sweepy, who's no longer with us, but Mrs Miggins is, and she's a border terrier? Yeah, she's a border terrier, but
0: at the moment she looks a, a little bit like a fat rat. <laughs> she looks like a fat rat with and and, and her tail looks like um E.T's finger, you know when he points at Elliot and says E.T go home. Um it, it's she's kind co- of like she's very soft. Yeah. She she's um but you know the, the thing about border terriers is that they do look you know they've got lots of Sort of fur, and they look like those little Ewoks from Star Wars and stuff. And then they yeah. go to the dog groomers, and they suddenly look like, well, they look, well, she looks odd. She's, but um, she anyway, is absolutely she's absolutely adorable. She's, she's, the, she's the sweetest, sweetest thing. Oh, well, look at that one, Leslie. What's
1: that kind of dog? I don't know. It looks like a fox. Doesn't yeah. It? <laughs> This is so pretty round here. Yeah. So is this a morning regular thing for you, the dog yes. walk? Really? Yes. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. There's, um, there's actually um, quite often, um, there's a group of women that we all meet at the gates here, at the Oval. Uh, there's a dog walkers WhatsApp group and we all sort of meet and we walk round the Rye and... Um, makes... How lovely. And um, yeah, yeah. So yes.
1: That's most so mornings, nice. Depending, you know, work dependent. Yeah, because um, you're busy and stuff as well. Yes. Your, you always seem to be working.
0: Well, no, oh, yeah, I know, but that's such a, you know, I think sometimes it, it you know, it looks like that, especially with filming jobs. Yeah. Um, because, you know, things come out all at the same time and it looks like you've been... But actually you couldn't have had six months where you've not done anything. Yeah. And then suddenly all of this work comes out.
1: I mean, even but, though we're going to talk about your incredible career, but even though you're super successful as an actor, um, do you ever get the fear still? You know, even at your level, do you ever think, God. Oh, God, I hope, I hope I'm hope i going to get work. Yes, all <laughs> really? the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not so much... I mean, I think the thing is that it, it's... Um, oh,
1: oh hi, Mrs Regan's... poop. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, as a fellow dog owner, I'm a conscious that the, leaving the poo there, there is no greater crime. We're just oh, having God. a look
0: for really well-described. poo. Hang on a sec, there's
1: a fly. <laughs> oh, Where's God. your poo poo Megan's? Oh, Mrs. Megan's is looking for it. There it is. <gasps> Do you know, Leslie spent, I think it was five years, playing one of my favourite detectives on TV. So it doesn't surprise me that she managed to find that poo. <laughs> Come on you. Next time you do your poos, make them a little bit more visible, OK? Um, so you were saying the fear. You still have that sense of... Yes, yes. You, I hope the phone rings.
0: Yes, and also, you know, it's not just about... Um, it, yeah, it's not It's not just the kind of, oh, God, I, um, I want to work, I want to work. It's like what you're really hoping is that, you know, something's going to come through that's uh, really great, yeah. you know? Because you want to do something with people who are really good, you know, a really great writer, a really fabulous yeah. director, you know, a really um, cool group of actors that whose work you you, you think is great. And, you know, you want to keep moving forward, yes. I suppose, is, yeah. is, uh, is what I'm getting at. So that's what you're keeping your, your fingers crossed for. And um, do you...
1: I want to go back to when you got into acting initially, but... You grew up in Formby, is that right? Yes.
0: Yeah, in between Southport and Liverpool. Yeah.
1: And did you have pets when you were growing up?
0: Yeah, we had uh, initially um, this really lovely dog called Major, who was like a, um, he was like a cross, uh, a black lab, and, uh, should we go this way? Yeah, shall we, Uh, yeah. Through the field. Um, He was like a cross, a uh, black lab and collie and terribly intelligent, very protective, yeah, um lovely dog. And then he he died when I was about nine and then we got um we we got this basset hound that um
1: oh I like basset hounds no they're, they're great they're, they're very
0: <laughs> comical. Do you know you there's something inherently
1: funny about them.
0: Absolutely hilarious. So this dog with these ears called Shammy Um and the
1: names, I like your name. Well she,
0: she came with her name Shammy because she was a sort of she was kind of rescued from this family oh, who yeah. um oh that's the that's the um boys' school over there. They're just going in so they're Oh really? Yeah. Um so so we had Shammy and then Shammy Shammy uh, departed when I was, like, 19. OK. And then, uh, and then that was it until we got... Um, and the, dog-wise, that was it until um, I, I got sweep in
1: 2003. Oh! oh Mrs. Miggins. Miggins is very fearless. Yes, she she that is. That dog's a lot bigger than her. <coughs> oh, Miggins! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on, Miggins!
1: Miggins just chased off a dog about four times the size. She's a... Come on. Stop pretending. (laughs) She's a strong woman. I respect her. she is. She is. So, yeah, so you had... It's interesting, when you tell me that, and I think of the Labrador, and I think of of what I always call a dog family, which I was never part of because I grew up with actors, and sort of, you know, in that sort of performing, slightly bohemian... (laughs) Did they set up? So we moved around a lot. Okay. But I've already been into your home, and even though you're a performer and I know your partner is, I, I can sense it's an organised, lovely, calm house. I can tell that. <laughs> Whereas we didn't have that. So, and that's just that moving around. So when you describe that to me, I think of what I used to think of as a dog family the Labrador, and your dad was a tax worked in the tax yes. office, but then, of course, you were adopted, weren't you? So yes. it's sort of... And you lost your mum at quite a young age, so it wasn't a dog... It wasn't a traditional childhood in that sense, was it? No.
0: No, not at all. And, um, you know, and it wasn't a particularly... Uh, it wasn't like a dog household in the way that, you know, I think of dog households now. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there were dogs that sort of, like, walked on the streets and things on their own without... You know, and you don't really see that anymore. You know, and Major used to be a bit of a... You know, if a car was... He'd, he'd chase after a car. You know, it, that sort of doesn't happen anymore.
1: Yeah, there were gangs of dogs. Yes. They would just wander the streets at like the two yes. of the herds. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, the the dogs in our... I mean, not Major so much, I think, because he was there when I when I came along. Mm. Um but Shammy certainly, because I, after Major um, died, I think I went on and on and on and on and on about getting another dog. And my sister was ten years older than me, so um, you know it was almost like being an only child. Yes. And I went on and on and on about getting a dog, and so it was kind of under sufferance really that Shammy joined the household. And then you know I left home at eighteen, yeah. and I think my dad. Um, as a widower, um, was a bit annoyed about being left with this sort of ancient, <laughs> slightly um, down-at-heel basset hound. That You know, he had to saw the dog... The chamois sort of um, commandeered a chair in the corner of the uh, living room, and uh, my dad had to saw the legs of the chair down by, um, you know, a foot or something so that this animal could get up onto the chair without any help because, you know, she was starting... Oh, her back legs were starting to go and all the rest of it and my dad yeah. did, was... Uh, so, um, you know, he was... Uh, he, he wasn't... He was perfunctory, shall we say, in the way that he... Uh, His relationship st- with animals. Yeah, he, you know, so it wasn't kind of like... Um, the dog the dogs were I mean I I I mean
1: I loved them. I love dogs. Yeah. I absolutely love them. I really was interested in stuff that you said about being adopted and I saw your who do you think you are and I think it's great that you were sort of open about that. Well do you know what, Emily?
0: Um the the, the something quite interesting about who do you think you are is that um The reason, one of the reasons that I wanted to do it Mm. was because I wanted to, because for that general, I think there's quite a lot of people of my general, you know, like older people who were adopted, who, um, you know, the whole thing about being adopted was that it was about shame. It was about shame for the women who um, gave their children away. And then also when you were growing up, maybe you kind of kept it a bit quiet um, because being adopted meant that you didn't quite belong. You know, you were sort of in a family, but you weren't really theirs. And you were kind of tacked on. And, you know, it was this whole sort of weird thing. Yeah. And I sort of thought that maybe by being open about the fact that I was adopted, um, would uh, would just make a conversation mm. possible. And mm. that for maybe for some women who were still, Living who had given their children up for adoption, that that might, you know, yeah. So so that was that was one of the reasons why why I did it. But then in the end, actually, because of this the the line that they went down, I felt kind of terrible about it. Did you? But, yeah, I did because um, you know <coughs> I was the result of a um, of a of an affair that my mum had with a. Uh, with a married man, mm. and um, he'd never told his family um, about what had about what had happened. I mean, I, I, he he knew he knew so it was quite a long affair, and he mm-hmm. knew that I I'd been born, and he also knew that my mum was giving me up for adoption. Yeah. Um, so he, I think, when he died, because you know he was dead by the time the programme was being made. Um, you know, I think he probably, you know, he knew that I'd been born and that I'd been given up for adoption. He didn't know whether I was still alive. Or, I, I don't think. Mm. Um, but he didn't tell his family. And I and I've had a half brother and a half sister who were a lot, lot older than me. And they, they, um, the program makers decided to go down that route because obviously you know they've got an agenda with um, you know finding a narrative to tell I, a and story on white
1: tv yeah. whereas
0: yeah that's... and then i felt yeah. terrible about that did you because yes i did i felt absolutely terrible because i just felt it's all very well to sort of you know go talk about you know talk about your things yeah. but when it involves crashing in on other people's um Lives and um, yeah, I did. I felt I felt very bad, and they were so gracious and kind to me about it. But you it couldn't and have
1: known, you know, going into that as well. It was a discovery and a journey for you, I suppose, which was what was yeah, complicated. I but yeah, I did.
0: I felt, I yeah, I felt, I felt very bad about it. And then also, um, I I felt like, oh God, it's that thing of sort of opening Pandora's box. You know, you open the lid, and then that's it, because nowadays. Everything is online. It's yeah. not like the olden days when you know, if people wanted to find out about you, they went down to the library and they <laughs> spooled through micro-fish? microfiche
1: or whatever it was called. That was on all the detective Yes, that's is it. If you'd have been twenty years yes, old. that was it. You'd have been doing all the. Yeah, yes. there was always someone with microfiche, and <laughs> yes. then they they'd find an article from yes. twenty years ago. But now yeah. you just at the click it's of a button. Good, yeah, and, you know that's the
0: thing is that it, is that it always so these things yes. come back. You know, so, and you've got to be so, you know, actually it's one of the things that, I, that you, that I feel um, so sort of, uh, I feel, I, I, you know, you feel like you, you kind of want to um, say to young actors and actresses, just be careful yeah. about what you say. Yeah. Um,
1: and to... that thing as well of, I suppose, putting their relationships as well and their family, you know, you've always been quite... I mean I'm not even gonna say private, I don't think that's private, I just think that's there's a line between your work life and your your home life. Yes. And and I sort of understand that because I think I do see people doing sort of Instagram stories of I'm putting really intimate moments like proposal and things on yeah, yeah. social yeah. media. Yeah. And you think once that's once that's shared, that's never yours again. Yeah. That moment. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It becomes yes. a public moment. But that's Really interesting what you say, and I understand that. But you, you talked about that that sense of feeling other. Yes, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I think it makes you. I,
0: I, you know, I mean, I don't know what it's like now because adoption has changed mm. so much. Um, you know, I mean, when I was when I was up for adoption, it was like. Um, There were loads and loads and loads of babies available for adoption because Mm. it was a time when, when, you know, when women weren't, when a lot of women, working class women, had no option because they just didn't have the money, you know, they couldn't stop working, Um, they couldn't, they weren't supported by the state, there was, you know and th- and there was
1: a disgrace attached yes, to it yes absolutely Absurdly, my mum told me you know. my
0: mom told me that she used to you know it was not she she felt that she brought disgrace on the family and when she went for her doctor's appointments she used to walk um you know through the back streets with a great big coat over her stomach and she went into a mother and baby home where all of these other girls were that um you know they were they they were all sort of like I mean in in sort of dormitories giving birth and then just and can and, then, I, and I can't that was oh, sort of our
1: lifetime essentially you yeah. know the fact that that was st- that was going on so recently yes the, Pooh. You know. I know we we <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry that wasn't um, no, 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 i Leslie I weren't insulting each other just yeah. then.
0: <laughs> no she 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 um, when she wheezes sometimes she does look like she's pooing.
1: I know she she does the what I call the Peter Crouch. Yes. Oh look, there's another one. Yeah, I know. interesting. Oh, piece. God. <laughs> it
0: looks like it's having a hard time. It's been there for a while.
1: <laughs> needs to have some fruit and, and Christ. He's, and he's joined be... us now. This dog, oh, by the way, Leslie. All right, there's good. a black. It's relieved itself. Yeah, um, but you, you did speak to your mum and you got back in touch with her, didn't you? Yeah, and yeah, you she was it, like in my life, yeah. you know.
0: Um, she came to my wedding. She she. Uh, you know, she was. She she saw my children growing up. Um, you know, she she died um, over ten years yeah. ago. Mm. But yes, she was part
1: of my life. So. Yeah. Um, and was your adoptive mum okay with that, or had your mum died? Your my my adoptive mum had died by that Before stage.
0: then, my adoptive mum died when I was 15. So. Um, she, she, but my dad was still alive and yeah. he was incredibly generous and welcoming and, you know, understanding and, and wasn't kind of... Um, ..didn't feel undermined or... Um, threatened Threatened by, by yeah. it, no. No, not at all.
1: And, and did you... Cos I know your background <clears throat> was... You know, your dad worked in... He was a tax inspector, wasn't yeah. he? And was that considered quite unusual to go into performing and acting... Well, it wasn't, I, it wasn't, he
0: wasn't, he wasn't
1: thrilled because, <sighs> you
0: know, he, his, his whole thing was, you know, you know, it was a double whammy. It was London, which was, you know, are you sure about London? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he was from Edinburgh, but, you know, London was like um, the place where people get lost yeah. and uh, go wrong. For him, I think so. He wasn't keen about London, and also he just said, you know, what are you gonna? How, how's how? I think he thought, how is this gonna work out? How are you? How are you gonna support yourself? So, mm. don't think he held out much hope for me bagging a a man who was going to um, just, you know, throw wads of notes at me. <laughs> Um, I think he thought that you know my life might be complicated yeah. and um, it just it wasn't a good idea and, and also he said you know the thing is that you've got you know I, I, I've heard of actors and actresses and they don't pay their tax and they get into the most <laughs> awful trouble. I'm glad he didn't meet my parents. <laughs> they get into the most <laughs> awful trouble you know, never, never, never ignore a brown envelope. <laughs> never. You know, it was like all of these kind of, and actually, you know, um, apart from the apart from his, uh, you know, his his lessons in life mm. being revolving often around the way that you manage money. Yeah. Um, it, he 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 also I think. Um, he also gave me a sense of, you know, take responsibility. Take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility. You know, I mean, it was kind yeah. of a feminist thing, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it was a sort of like, you well, self-reliant? you know. Yes, if you're mm. going to do that, if you are going to do that, then you have to be aware that these. Yeah, the, these might be problems. So you're going to have to work it out. He didn't yes, sort of. Yeah. He d- he didn't sort of say, you know, if you're going to be an actress and it all goes wrong, darling, it's all it's 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 all grand. Come home and well, I'll sort it out. Yeah, or, and I'll, yeah. Or, or I'll sort it out. He kind of That's went reason. Yeah, I know it's very what sweet.
1: is that fox I think it is. It's ever so sweet. It is very nice.
0: It's like one of those dogs on wheels, isn't it?
1: I know. I like. I always think they're very sort of 1940s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can imagine I'm quite sort of Enid, Enid Blyton, those kind of dogs. So, yeah, so your dad, that's interesting. I think all actors should be born into those kind of families <laughs> because it gives you the necessary tools which you need because I'm really glad your dad didn't... I mean, we used, I always say, we used sort of... Um, Red tax bills of champagne coasters in my house. I was like, What are these? And we're just throw them away. <laughs> and we'd have the tax man turning up and we'd give him wine. He was like someone we knew, like an inland revenue man. In the days when you could do that, you could use charm to get out of paying bills. But I think it sounds like your dad gave you instilled.
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, he. he. I mean, there was one year I, when, um, you know, I was working in the theatre, you know, the. Um, I think I'd worked at the Royal Court and maybe the Donmar Warehouse and yeah. you know that, that they were paying the same wages in 1985 that mm. they pay now I think it was sort of like yeah, you know, yeah. the, the you know it's like 200 quid a week then and it's like 400 500 quid a week now yeah <coughs> people are always shocked when you when you um reveal these figures because yeah. they imagine that if you're working in the theatre in London, that, um, you know, you're yeah. you're being paid a fortune. But, you know, no, 500 quid a week. Um, and anyway, I got a tax bill for the year, that year, I think, it was for £200 and I couldn't pay it. Did you tell your dad? Well, well no, I, I, I mean, I did what my dad told me, which was I phoned up the tax office and spoke to someone and said, I've got, um, I'm... In terrible trouble. I want to pay my tax bill, but I'm not working. And um, and when I do, if I do work again, it'll be for two hundred pounds a week, and mm. I can barely pay my rent. And they sort of said, okay, and we worked out this thing where I paid them back five pounds a week. So you did
1: what your dad said. Which yes, you don't I ignore did. them. Didn't ignore them. You know, I wish I'd known you because you could have called us. We knew all of them. <laughs> I mean, they loved us. I know, but they be... <laughs> well, you obviously had a relationship with them. <laughs> we had to. There's going to be oh, so much money. We had no choice. Um, but did you... That's really fascinating, actually. Because that's... And, and I, you know, I get this sense of you knowing what I do about you. I know that you went to... You ended up going to Guildhall. And you left home at, at 18. Yes. You hadn't long lost your adoptive mum. No. That's quite a bold thing to do, isn't it? Really. Yes to, go, yes. to go to London and think, right. Yes, but I think, you know, sometimes you just you, you kind of,
0: I, I mean I, I always had the sense that um, although, you know, I love my um, I love my dad and mum very much um, but I, I always had the sense that um, I needed to be somewhere else um, and it's and it wasn't. That's interesting. Well, oh, hang on a sec. She's she's doing a poo poo. She is.
1: She's doing a poo poo? She's
0: doing another poop.
1: Good oh, girl. Oh no, not, that's not for you, Ooh, another dog. I'm <laughs> <Really laughs> to really Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well done, Megan. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, she's really lovely. She's quite a zen little dog. are you, darling? She's a sweetheart. So that's interesting, yeah, that idea of thinking, right, like, my destiny's somewhere else. Yeah, but
0: I think a lot of people feel like that. I think that yeah. people people want to come to cities like London. I imagine, you know, if you grow yeah. up in a... You, you know, if you're in a... I mean, we all go, oh, my God, Tuscany, Tuscany, but, you know... <laughs> If you grow up on a hillside in Tuscany and you want to be an actress, you're thinking, I want to go to Rome, I want to go to Rome. It's the same
1: everywhere. Yeah. Well, crucially, I think a certain type of person probably feels that and people who end up acting or performing in any way,
0: you yeah, know being an artist you know having yeah, a conversation things, yeah.
1: or there is a sense of feeling other i think when they're younger in some way or just not part of yes
0: their their environment yes. if you like i think it is about finding your tribe emily i yeah, think that's I do. what it is and you and and there's more chance of landing um, landing in a in a gang that feels like oh right yes this makes sense i think if there's if if there's more, more people around. And that's cities, isn't it?
1: And did you feel that as soon as you went to drama school yes, and I got yes, into acting, you thought, right, I've arrived? I, I, I
0: just, when, when I got to Guildhall, I just thought, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. It was like that thing of sort of like scrambling over a, a boat. Yeah. You know, when you've been yeah, and I, you're trying to get, yeah. you, you, and you just go, oh God, phew.
1: I do always feel that with actors, I think, because I grew up with them, and I feel, I, feel, I feel like I'm getting into a warm bath. It's like, I always say when I go to the National Theatre, I, feel, I, I sit down and I think, oh, it's OK. It's all going to be OK. Yes, <laughs> yes. So after that, I mean, you were discovered on paper. It looks like it was quite meteoric, and it's like, you know, you were... I know you worked with Jim Cartwright, and you were... But Rita and Bob too was what everyone thinks of as your first... Big role that sort of catapulted you to success, really. Would you say? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm for Monty sort of after that. Yeah. Was a bit yeah, later, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that. That. You know, the thing is that that. Um. It's like you you keep you 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 go and you do jobs in the theatre mm. that you care passionately about, yeah. and you get you know you try to get better at what you're doing, and then every now and again you do a job, and it's You can't, you you don't know why, but it's like one of those things that catches fire a bit and then people take notice of it and they start talking about it. It's like, you know, like Killing Eve or Chernobyl at the moment, you know, where everyone's kind of saying, oh, my God.
1: It becomes the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And, um, you know, so you, you, fingers crossed, you know, you you get a few of those along the way. Um, And and then what that means is that... um, you know other people that you really want to work with mm. ask you ask you to work with them yeah. so you know that's how it how it all kicks off. but I would say that really um, you know when I was uh, a young actor because I was working at the Royal court is that you've got a lot of people coming to coming to see stuff uh, at the royal court and uh, you know you get a lot of great writers there who then go yeah. on to do you know so of course Jim Cartwright. You know, he wrote Road, and mm. um, but then that meant that Alan Clark, who directed Rita Soon Bob, 2, came to see, to see it, mm. you, you know. So, and Mike Lee came, you, you yeah, know. So, who you so ended up yeah, 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 with. yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. you're suddenly part and parcel of that whole, yeah,
1: that world. Yeah, did you know you were good? Do you know what I mean? When you were starting out, and for example, working with Mike Lee, I imagine as an actor would be an utterly thrilling, but also quite frightening experience. Yes. It's different for an actor, isn't yes. it? There's more reliance on you to sort of contribute, you know? Yeah, no, it, no, I, I mean, I think the the, the other
0: thing, because I was going to say about, you know, that whole um, notion of scr- getting to drama school and going, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Yes. Is that that is just the beginning, actually, because what happens is that the acting world um, as a career structure hmm. is not linear, so it's not like, it's not like being a teacher and, and, and um, working through to a point where maybe you become a headmaster or a headmistress or a lawyer where you know you start as a junior and then you can become a barrister and then you know if you really want you can you can try to be a qc or a judge it's not like that so what happens is that it it's like getting on a roundabout and every now and again the roundabout goes really (laughs) fast and a load of you get chucked off you know and it sort of happens mid-20s when you know you've got you've kind of you come out of drama school and you're young and gorgeous and and um, people are going crazy because there's loads of roles for young girls yeah. and boys and stuff. And then suddenly, you know, you're in your mid twenties, and there's a whole load of other new people coming out of drama school. And suddenly, actually, you're not required anymore. Right. You get batted off. If you're a, if you're a woman, and you, in addition to To acting as a career, you fall in love and you want to have children. The next one is having children because actually it's not a very family-friendly business because you go away, you know, the childcare situation is hard because um, you're working odd hours and if if your partner is also freelance, um, both of you are trying to sort of make it work and if you don't have parents who can help out,
1: yeah, um, yes. you know
0: it, it. And you're working in the theatre.
1: You don't have the money to pay. You often. What did you, you end would... up doing with your boys oh, then? Oh God! It just
0: well. Did you it just was, get child. No, you just caught, we just. We used to
1: go to the theatre with my mum. <laughs> did you?
0: Yeah. Well, I've I've done that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Taken my kids with me to the um, on on set and then asked a friend if they could. Yeah. You know, come with me and yeah it, it's you cobble it together really and uh, but it can be it's it can be it's 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 horrible it can be really horrible because sometimes you just feel like you're not doing anything yeah. very well at all you're not looking after your children in the way that you think you should look after them and you're not doing your job in the way that you but well, then i want think women are quite it.
1: hard on themselves sometimes yes because I think there are a lot of expectations and it's just assumed because it's expected it's like you just do all this and I don't have kids but when I look at my friends and women like you who juggle busy careers with children I mean my producer who does this show I sort of think well I think oh I've got to get here the traffic is bad I'm like well she's got a baby to sort out as well yeah 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 I saw. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I'm always it's in awe. That's what but, I think. you know. The, but the thing is
0: that, and, and the thing is that, for a lot of women, um, you know, if you're not, if you if your work exists mainly in the theatre, mm. it becomes this. It becomes impossible because you're not being paid enough money to pay, an often another woman to look after your children. Yeah. And also the amount of um, the way that your brain. Uh, I don't know whether it's a hormonal thing or a tiredness thing, but certainly after you've had children, you get split focus, concentration. Mm. And then actually having the focus to sort of go on stage to do that thing without worrying about a whole, are they okay? Did they get picked up? Did they have their tea? Have they done their homework? You know, without all of those voices going on in your head when you've
1: got to sort of like go on stage and, and keep particularly it together. The kind of work that you do, because—and that's not sounding overly grand, but do you know what I you mean. You're not just—you're not sort of doing, say, your lines get paid and go home kind of stuff. And there is someone, like, you know, you. I just like the idea of you in sort of a check-off plate, thinking, "Oh shit, do I do the baby bottles?" Or? <laughs> it's, 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 well, <laughs> do you have moments? Well, like it, yes. That? Well, I,
0: ideas did, <laughs> I did. I mean, it gets easier as they yeah. get older. Well, it, it, tr- it transforms into something. Different but the th- but the th- thing is mm. that that what happens I think is that a lot of women go missing because mm. they you know they just get chucks off the roundabout because they go actually do you know I just it's not sustainable. Yeah. So they choose to do something that works better. Um, and and that continues, I think, that whole thing, people in our industry, they mm. just kind of get to a point, or the work stops, or there isn't enough interesting work, or you know, it's just it's just not linear. Is the yeah. point that I'm but I'm rambling on about? No, I think is it's that, a good
1: point because, but I do think looking at the work that you've done, that I always think you have. there's a vulnerability in whatever role you're playing, but I think there's a dignity. Do you know what I mean? And it's the two... I think Stephen Graham has that as well, you know, the virtue of that. Yes, too. It's that, yes. It's that thing of being able to play someone and, and it's, it's something I've noticed every time I see you in anything, whether it's in Three Girls or whether you're on Clocking Off or whether you're doing Scott Bailey or anything, it's... Every character has a sort of dignity, you know, and that's a, that's a tough thing, but I think it's about the complexity... Of showing women is complex, you know. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, I mean, I, it's definitely, definitely, kind of motored up um, a lot since I started, um, since I started working. You know, the way women are regarded, and I think, you know, I'm in awe of um, young women like Lena Dunham and oh, Phoebe yeah. Waller-Bridge who have just really pushed the envelope in in the way that they that They're saying, look, you know, being a young woman is not just about having sort of long blonde hair and big boobs. It's actually yeah. about it's actually about being as difficult and complicated and irritating and annoying and delightful and uh, you know feeling as frustrated and as vicious as some of the men <laughs> that we've seen on screen. Yeah. It's just that actually, you know, usually what happens in in um, dramatic stories is that women are appendages to those stories rather than being at the centre of those stories. Mm. And I think that, that um, you know, there is an appetite because 50% of um, viewers who go to the theatre and the cinema and watch telly are women yeah. of all different ages and social demographics. And they want to see stories that, are, that represent their lives. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, it seems that um, that's been cottoned onto, and, uh, uh, think... and we're seeing more of it, you know?
1: And did you have a sense when you've worked with, because you've worked with some extraordinary sort of directors and writers, do you go into processes like that, feeling, right? I want to, I want to sort of bring my own, put my own stamp on this, or I'm going to learn from them. Or how confident are you? You know, again, when you're working with someone like Mike Lee, which, how, 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 what was your approach going into that? Well, I mean, you know,
0: the, the thing, the thing about working with Mike is that it's Mike who, um, you know, Mike, Mike takes, shoulders the responsibility for all of his process. So, you know, um, even if he doesn't know exactly how a story's going to land, mm. he's got some idea of where it might go because otherwise he could never cast the thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, and there are large parts of a story that you've got and you've got no idea what's going on with anybody else. And you, you know, you have to keep stum about it, stum about what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So um, Mike's thing is, is kind of different. Um, and is a process and a, and and has a, has a has a is a law unto itself. But everything else, really. He said, he? "What was the
1: piece of advice he gave to you?" Oh God, I loved said, it. Something about a career. Yes, Don't... he just
0: said he, he just said there is no yeah.
1: such thing as a career. Did you say, oh, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it,
0: it I've left kind a of, really nice stable yeah, home. Retrospectively, <laughs> um, absolutely, um, absolutely illuminating yeah um, brilliant and accurate yeah um, you know at the time I didn't really kind of fully understand it but yeah I do get it now You're... But everything else really is governed by what people write you know all you can do is engage with what's on the page and writers the majority of writers that you work with are really um, you you know they're they're artists themselves yeah so you can't sort of like go in and say do you you know I don't like this line yeah do you Uh mind if we um do you mind if we fiddle around with um with with this it's a bit disrespectful and I think that there's more of a literary tradition in this country than maybe there is you know they do all that thing um on telly in the states where they have showrunners and although I mean Mm, I you know god it's a I mean that some of the stuff that's coming out of the America
1: is just it's incredible remarkable it? you were talking about writing yeah and um, we have a friend in common and that's Jack Thorne yes who has written the play yes. that you're about to start which yes. I'm coming to see I'm very excited oh, I mean, I'm myself I don't know <laughs> Jack hasn't said I'm allowed to see it I'm just gonna turn up <laughs> the, How end do you of work? History. the end of history it's called it's at the Royal Court which yes. is Probably around is it sort of your thirtieth anniversary? Has that that's been and gone? Um, has it around Well, you first started? No, working. no, no. It's been and gone. Yeah, yeah that was been well. and gone. It was like
0: nineteen eighty five that I did that I first worked yeah. at the Royal Court. So yeah,
1: it's like and familiar. it's always been a sort of home from home for you. Yes, you know you do a lot of work there. Yes. And how when you get an offer from someone like Jack Thorne, which I mean, it's not that he called you up and said hi, Leslie. Um, yeah. But. We should say. I mean, most people, I'm sure, <coughs> will be familiar with him um, and his he's brilliant amazing. work. He's amazing. But, yeah, he's
0: extraordinary. I mean, he's, he's uh, written The Virtues. Which um, I love. With... Uh, Shane Meadows. Yes. He works with the, Shane Meadows that's Stephen a lot. Graham's yeah. Inn. Um, he wrote Kiri. he wrote National Treasure. He's responsible for the um, Harry, Potter Harry Potter and, and, and Jack, the Jack. Jack and John we Tiffany. D- we're doing his
1: PR for him, for God's sake, this well, is about you. He's he's extraordinary. I mean he's <laughs> amazing. He's a he's a wonderful writer. He's a beautiful writer. Um, and the play itself, how does it work? I mean if you do you get sent it or do, do you just talk about it and Well, they...
0: John Tiffany, who is directing it, and John and Jack um, worked... I mean, they've worked together. They, they did um, let, one, po- let, let the let Right, the right, one, right in. one In at the court together. They've yeah. done various um, stage things together, but they also did the Harry... They're the, like, know, they're they like did the Anton Harry... Deck
1: of the theatre. Yeah, they are, really. <laughs>
0: um, so John, um, John sent me Jack's play. And said, you know, do do you want to do you want to
1: be in this? And I sort of like read it and said, you betcha. I love the sound of that because it sounds a bit like my family. (laughs) Because it was these. It sounds a bit. I mean, I I we won't say too much about it, but it's. Is it sort of? It's about a family. Friendly socialist parents. Yeah,
0: yeah. They are. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're. They're fantastic. They're. Um, it's. David Morrissey and I are playing husband and wife, so we're playing, and it goes over three decades. So it's 97, 2007, 2017, yeah. Yeah. And they have three um, kids: two boys, one girl. And so you see this family um, evolve over three decades, and um, their conversations. And they are um, the couple are. 10 years older than um, me and David. Yeah. So they're in their 40s, in the 90s. Oh, okay. Um, and um, basically, they are from a generation where they believed that um, being a good member of society and being left of center meant that you went out into your community and you engaged with your right. fellow man. So it's <laughs> all about. Um, how you take responsibility, how Mm. you take responsibility for the world that you live in. It's about continually pushing the way that you see the world that you live in, that you push those around you, you push the people that you love. And sometimes that is a really fantastic thing. Mm. And sometimes it's a pain in the fucking (laughs) ass. And um, it's great because it really... um, it bites into all of those things yeah. and it's funny and it's clever and it is absolutely um relevant to what is going on all around us in the UK at the moment you know yeah, yeah, where yeah. people are saying what what how do we manage this how how do we how do we find a way through this how yeah. do how on earth are we going to ever come to you know it's like it's, it's like civil war isn't it the yeah. way that it's this whole Brexit thing has cut down the middle of families.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, I, it's interesting, and I suppose it's that thing of principles and values, and and this, and I suppose because we live increasingly, I think, in a world where you have, there are absolutes, everything is an absolute. Yeah. So you believe this or the other? Come on, come on, dolls. Um. Oh well, I'm so excited you're working with Jack. Yeah. He's a, an extraordinary man, and I think you're probably my favourite actor in Britain today, so I'm Honestly... No, honestly, I'm such a huge fan. Everything you've done, I just... I think whatever you do, um, you make it shine, you know? Jack said an amazing... You know some of Jack's things that he said in his quotes? I find them like poetry, you know? I actually... And when I lost my family and there was a um, thing Jack said that... Well, it always stayed with me. And it's from the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And it says, there are some things death cannot touch. Those that we love never truly leave us. And I loved that. Yes. And it always sort of gave me real comfort. And I thought, God, that's just a line of dialogue in a play for him. But to me, that's like poetry. You know, yes. it's like, it's incredible. Well, I'm very excited. And I'm, I'm definitely going to come and see it. Um, and are you um, so your your day at the moment? You strike me as quite organised, Leslie. I get this impression. You were like, what you, 7.30 we met for no, our walk, not, and you no. look amazing, and you I'm just. Do I... you run a tight ship at home? Um, yes, that God, means. No,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I,
0: no, I mean, I think the thing is that I feel like um, I'm. I feel. I feel sometimes like I'm. Um, Trying desperately to, um, you know, put sandbags as the water is coming under the door. It's like I'm throwing them down. It's like firefighting because sometimes I don't believe that I've seen your house. And it is so
1: beautiful. Oh, it looks like one of those fantasy houses in a (laughs) rom-com. Like you go in there and you think, oh, this is the family I want. No, Um, no. My husband (laughs) said
0: when we first got together, and he came to the uh, flat that I lived in. He said that he was expecting it to be like, you know, Juliet Stevenson and Alan Rickman in um, in Truly Madly Madly Deeply. Deeply. He thought that it was going to be key limbs on the floor and sort of open fireplaces and sort of artfully arranged, um, you know, fruit (laughs) and, uh, you know, big squashy (coughs) chairs. But, you know, as I was saying to you earlier, Emily, I, I was working at the Royal Court for 200 pounds a week. So and what actually, was it like? Well, he sort of like walked in and kind of like he said, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell you at the time, but he was really, <laughs> really, really shocked and disappointed. Uh, were Were the two... Um, that Was that his TripAdvisor yeah, review? shocked and hair. disappointed because it was basically this broken... Horrible brown sofa that the people who lived there before had left, and um, you know, sort of really scuzzy, awful brown carpet that um, I didn't know what to do with, and um, it was a mess. Well, you've made but up for I was it a now. Mess.
1: but you're quite. Uh, so, I wonder if that's you know. from your dad, you know, that's sort of quite,
0: yeah. And I also think it's that the, the whole thing that we were talking about, which Charlie, I'm sure knows which is that actually if you don't have organizational yeah. skills pre
1: children yeah. you you, well, start, totally my producer. you start developing I'm them getting a lot of name checks yeah um yes i can see that you have you have to yeah. keep it going yeah. and presumably
0: you? you know your your well, um, mum
1: yeah. was it your
0: mum and your dad
1: who were yeah active? my dad was an arts reporter he did a show called late night line art right. with joan bakewell so that so he would okay. be elf at night doing all that and then my mum was an actor but she was theatre and she would... Be...
0: But but yeah. then that must have taken some organisation, you know, getting you to the theatre and making sure that you were all right. And But
1: I think they were just very sort of... Um, it was a different... You know, I always have this thing that I think people who grew up in the 70s, which I did, yes. and particularly children in, in that sort of acting world, were so when you have kids, you become the frame, and your children become the picture. Whereas my parents, I always say, they remained not just the picture, but the Jackson Pollock of a picture. I mean, it was a full-on picture. Well, that's kind of it's like the, <laughs> that's kind of like the parents that um, that uh,
0: you know. That, that's absolutely part of a part of a fam- familial dynamic that's on the go in the play. Well, this Jack's is written as is soon as I read Sam, it. Yeah,
1: I thought, has Jack, has Jack snuck into my? Sort of family back catalogue because is that what it was like? Yeah, just that philosophers talking. It was always very. I remember it was men talking about men in big seventies airplane collars talking about feminism. Wow. What, and then saying to my mother, "Can you get us some nuts, love?" <laughs> um, Leslie, I'm just so loved this walk, and I love your dog and Megan's is so lovely, yeah, and I like she's... this area. It's yeah. beautiful, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel very, very lucky. I mean, I, I um, you know, because I didn't grow up in London, I still get a thrill out of living in this city. Do you? Know? you? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Do you I get do.
1: recognised?
0: No, it's no, 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 no. It's uh, you must you know, do a bit. every now and again.
1: And I suppose when you're in, you know, you were talking about it's those It's more like if
0: you've been on... Te- you know, that whole thing of being recognised, I think, and people coming up and going, oh, you're in, you're in, you're in, um, happens yeah. more if you've just been on the telly. Yeah. And I think it's really... You know, if you're in a soap, um, I think that that's a, that's a big deal. But yeah. I also think that, um, you know, in London, people are very kind of, you know, like, oh, it's that bird off the telly. And, you know, well, it's right, when you're so in what? it... So So
1: if you're... When you're in sort of clocking off or when you're in Three Girls or when you're in Scotland Valley, and it's on TV yes, or yes. living the dream it's like, I think it feels recent doesn't it it's like, yes. oh, that's part of my life at the moment yes yes and
0: and people are very nice you know there's only there's, I think there's only ever been one horrible thing what which was, was, was we were on we were on a holiday in Turkey yeah and um, just having a family dinner and uh, you know that thing where you just come off the beach and you look an oh, absolute yeah. fright, um, and 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 people, this woman was sat and she was just kind of like filming us. all. <laughs> they were just sort of like, oh, don't do that. It's Which really is, odd that, you know. isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. But <gasps> why on earth do you want? Why on earth? Do you want a picture of a scuzzy British family who are just, you know, sort of, like, having a, bit of having a I bloody salad? Why do you want that on your phone?
1: Miss Smiggins, we've got to go say on. goodbye to Leslie. I'm really sad. Are you going to the Royal Court today? Uh, rehearsals, yeah. <gasps> come on. Honestly, Leslie, I can't tell you how much I love this. I love your home. I love your dog. <laughs> oh, look, Miss Smiggins has got one paw raised. On, in a sort of, Come I think on. I want food now. Does she get fed now? Oh yes, she needs a Yeah, she needs her crunchies. You're gonna have your Come crunchies, Megan. You crunchies. You've Good. got white floorboards and the dog. Me too. Optimistic, isn't it? I really hope you enjoyed listening to that, and do remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.